Hey everybody, welcome back to Pack Your Mics, the Top Chef program from the creators of Read and Weep. I'm your host, Alex, hanging out the only place we're allowed to be in my apartment in Los Angeles with Megan. Hi, Megan. Hey, Alex. I should have said our apartment. I didn't mean to suggest that. Um, sometimes talking is hard. Also joining Thanks us... Thanks for letting me live here. <laughs> also joining us just <laughs> up the road in Northern California, it's Ezra and Sarah and Gravity Falls. Hello, everyone. Sarah's... Getting the coffee now, so Great. she'll be here in a sec. Uh, that's good enough. And uh, also joining us from uh, just across the, uh, just down the way a piece uh, in Brooklyn, New York, it's Chris and Tanya. Yay, yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that sounds, that's, what a chipper mood for this early in the morning. And also joining us, rounding out the panel, actually not too far away in Los Angeles, it's new Sarah and Kyle. Hey, guys. Hey there. We just want to thank you so much for letting us live here, too. <laughs> <laughs> um... You are so welcome. Yeah, we're very generous people. Um, so this is a uh, uh, well. It's time. It's this is season seventeen, episode nine, and it's time to take a break from too many eggs. We're gonna go for a long drive to adult summer camp up in the Poly Mountain Retreat in San Bernardino Mountains, as the chefs uh, are recovering from restaurant wars, and apparently the way the show wanted to help them recover was by continuing to be mean to them. Yeah. I mean, you do know what the show is about, though, right? It's, it's, it's just grinding, grinding people you like down until only one of them is left. God, like, the, I think the meanest thing was when Tom was like, a lot of the times on the, around this point in the season, chefs start saying that they're tired. Like, well, no kidding. You could let them sleep. Yeah. You, you keep showing us their wake-up times yeah. and also their night-night times, and I think we can all do the math. Yeah, yeah. And you also... You also yeah. have that cor- uh, correspond with karaoke times for the bad neighbors. Yeah, that oh, was so for two hundred rowdy moms. <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah, that was not not so great. Like if you have to be awake for karaoke reasons, maybe let them go in the bleeping kitchen. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just to, or do karaoke. It's not fair to have karaoke happening when you can't participate. <laughs> I I think that's the only participating in karaoke is sad. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I think the only way I want karaoke to happen is with me not I'll have to participate. So I'm I'm cool with that. But you want to be able to hear it all? No, I want worse. nothing. I want nothing to. Ha- yeah, that's like, not. I want, okay, that wasn't one of the options. The pri- is. The private karaoke rooms, I want that, but I want another private karaoke room encircling that just to make sure none of the karaoke leaks out. Like a building? <laughs> yes. And then and then a mall inside of that. And then like I don't know, bubble it off in like one of those biodome situations. Uh-huh. Just get it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're it, treating karaoke like plutonium now. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time. I think all of the karaoke should be buried somewhere in Nevada. Um that was about Yucca Mountain, you guys. <laughs> plutonium, remember? Okay. Anyway, yeah, good. Uh, yeah. I know. We, know, we know where the plutonium is. Okay, good. Part yeah. of this podcast. Don't act good. like I don't know. It's sometimes like Nevada Nevada or another suitably, you know, taxpayer state. That's fine. <laughs> Arid um, regions. I, Arid regions. Uh, I I feel like it would also have been less mean if they had let judges' table happen maybe inside, since even though they were pretending they it's were grilling so season, it was technically cold. winter. So cold. Yeah, it was. It was really funny when uh, they were like, "Yeah, I made a seasonally appropriate, very hearty stew yeah. in the summer." <laughs> Love a summer stew. Kelsey was like, "Oh, thank goodness." Yep, they, and Padma's like, "I'm still wearing my grandma coat." They were so cold during. I was like, "Hey, do they look really cold during judges' table?" And then they get. They walk over to the area after they've been talked to, and immediately the thickest outdoor blankets go over everybody. It was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. This felt like yeah. a bullying episode to me. That's what I felt like. Tom bullying it a bunch was, of chefs. 
Yeah, it was mean. I didn't. And I like, I normally, I, like challenges are called challenges for a reason, but this just felt a little extra. Yeah, and what I didn't like is that they made them do a ropes course. <laughs> and as someone with no upper body strength, I can say that did definitely feel like bullying. Even if the cooking stuff, yeah, that it's particularly grueling, but as part of their job. But nowhere does... Completing a ropes course figure into the <laughs> resume of most top chefs. Sarah's on Team GG. Uh, yeah, would, it, that, would it help yeah, you, Sarah, I, I that it's more, it's more gravity than you think? It's like, <laughs> like, like, yeah. And once you get up, then you just you fall all the way down. It's fine. That's, well, that's a zip line. There was also the ropes part up top. Well, then maybe that's more leg strength, or maybe you, you find a helpful. Spider I mean, that is you, the key to a lot of climbing know. things. No! Is you think <laughs> it's <laughs> this is getting worse. <laughs> the Brian brothers had a great time though. Well, so uh, all of this happens. They're up in this mountain retreat, and it's the middle of winter, and they're pretending it's summer. So they kick off the quick fire with the fake summer. It's grilling season, kind of. Um, it's always fun to watch somebody like dressed warmly go, you know what? It, this season always reminds me of grilling. And then all the chefs have 30 minutes to make a grilled dish starring Bush's baked beans. In hopes of winning ten grand Roll of that, that dirty bean you know, footage. No, I don't ever go to the grill without a can of extremely processed beans. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the chefs really want that. Okay. that I mean, ten, can sweet ten grand in dirty bean money? So it's worth it. It's mm. High stakes, wow. quick fire. And yeah, as mentioned, uh, cooking for guest judge Kelsey Barnyard Clark, winner of season sixteen. Always fun to see Kelsey back. Also, this I like that this was a this is all full of chock full of winners today. Yeah, we had Kelsey. Did we and, feel? Yeah. I felt like Kelsey was was a little shy. Like she was, she was very. Uh, she didn't say a lot. Like she yeah, got she a little was, more like into it at judges' table or not judges' table, but like the chefs. What do you call it when they're just quick fire eating? results? I don't know. No, 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 no. When no, the, when like they were in regular the table eating. Oh, was Brooke at a regular? Ta- or sorry, was uh, Kelsey, was Kelsey, Kelsey was at a regular around, yeah, table? Yeah. yeah. Then she had all sorts of incisive comments. I, but so during uh, quick fire, my, she was. I've, like I've very, wondered about this. I felt like she was very uh, shy. We've talked about this a little bit with other quick fire guest judges. I just think there's not. It's just such a quick edit, and you have to get so much cooking in. There's just not much yeah. that the guest judge can say, <coughs> which is why when when somebody is actually like kind of funny during a quick fire as a judge, it's really impressive. Like the fried rice challenge, I felt like both of them got some quips in, and that like getting two people to get quips in in a five minute cut that has four and a half minutes of cooking is really impressive. So this is not much. It's a well, and also normal. Kelsey. She's she won the most recent season, and she is like very relatively young for a top chef can top chef chef testament. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so like she's basically coming to people that she definitely saw on the show before. Maybe has like pre existing like relationships or affinity mm. for them as chefs. So she's probably coming in and not wanting to like just rag on them immediately. I think like oh, the, sh- the chef guests that have like a lot of insight and input on challenges of the people like Nancy Silverton, uh, Chris Bianco, who are just like, yeah, I know exactly what I'm doing. So I'm going to, I can break this down in 35 seconds for what you did amazingly or poorly. And like Kelsey's a good, a great chef, but not the type of person that's going to just like read you immediately. She only has one measly restaurant. So, all right, Brian, this is, this is the problem. Oh yeah. Just, just the one. Sorry. Go Uh, ahead. Yes. I, I love the idea of, of, of Nancy being like, uh, no worries, um, that like, Brian, this is what you did wrong in your, your bean sauce steak that I always do right. Because I, I, I soak a lot of steaks and beans, and this is this is a clear issue that you had. And then she takes off one of her 12 berets. pains to say like, no, we can't, I, I hate this joke. 
<laughs> no more parades. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, God, I'm sorry. That just leaked out. Um, I was just going to say, I love that everyone took the time to comment that they, quote unquote, love the idea of marinating steak in beans. Like, why do we even have to do any kind of hat tip to that? Yeah. Like, that's not a good idea. I don't like it. It's okay, Brian. Let it go. Well, and also, mm. you don't marinate in beans. The beans don't. The beans are solids. Like, you marinate it in processed right. bushes bean juice, which is gross. Yes. Yeah. Like, what is your dream that, like, the steak will have bean grain paste? Yeah, that's <laughs> thing. It's, like, gritty and thick and, like, yeah. No, they're like, okay, I guess, like, you know, way to do something different, but it wasn't. And with every chew, there will be bean parts. Oh. <laughs> what is right. that? What is that? I love beans, but that seems bad. Yeah, sound awesome. I think what you're getting... I. It's not marinated in beans. It's marinated in baked bean juice. Yeah. So the whole idea is like, if you love baked beans, it's imparting like the baked bleed, the like bleed, bleed, bleed. <laughs> it's That's a baked bean brain bleed. I got a ripple. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I gotta change. I gotta blot up my nose because it's uh, running. Uh, it's like you want the baked bean flavor in a steak, and you can only get baked bean flavor from canned baked beans because the baked bean seasoning is a secret baked bean seasoning secret. <laughs> Kyle, the Best phrase baked beans ever. now means nothing. It means nothing. Baked bean flavor, baked bean flavor. <laughs> I gotta say, actually, for having made fun of yourself for messing it up at first, you really nailed that on the rest of it. That is a vocal exercise. Like, how many times can you say baked bean flavor? <laughs> Listeners, try it at home. Let us know. I also you don't have anything else to do. Baked bean bean juice is probably going to be the breakout star. It's like, that's the new coconut water, I think. Uh, no, it's no, not. I also no. hate coconut water. I, also I come back from a water. difficult jog and I need great, to get a little bit of bean, bean juice. juice. Is horrible. <laughs> Just a jar, just a jar oh of baked God. bean juice to wash down a hard water. day. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever wished your water was more like sand? <laughs> so uh, we're uh, here. We go to the beach, put on some sunscreen, and say, "Can I drink it?" So we're uh, <laughs> trying to figure out who's going to get this bean money, which I assume is also soaked in brown sugar and goo. And um, mm. on on the top, Gregory, as usual, for being the only person to think to add texture to his bean dish. Karen for getting a lot of flavor out of a ham hock. And then Leanne winning her first quick fire since season one of the show with her empanadas. All, also notably, Robovolt on the yeah. bottom for making an incredibly tasty dish that did not in any way cohere to the challenge. <laughs> That's the he's done that multiple this times. This third time you know, where, where like, he's been on the bottom the dish with but, a compliment. Uh, I mean, yeah. to be fair, have you ever tried to put beans into a computer? It's real tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to have that bean DR drive. Yeah, just cut to malarkey trying to make ice cream. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, also, sadly, Seymour for her black bean burger that didn't hold well to hold together well, which is literally every black bean burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really a fair criticism. Yeah, well, it's it just happens. Not a great Although idea. It was, it was a head fake because watching her mix that paste, I was like, "This is going to be a total disaster." And then I felt the same way about a certain corn batter. Yeah, no kidding. Very successful. Yeah, um, they got exactly right. They I think a, there's. They both got the. I have no idea, so I'll mix this by hand as I make it up. Edit. 
I have thoughts on that corn batter and why that was so successful I that I will wait. share. Let's, once we start breaking down, let's wrap down uh, wrap Stay this tuned. quick fire. Yeah, so um, yeah, good Don't for touch that dial. Happy for Leanne for getting her ten grand. Although she did say she's getting married in a couple months and she's going to start saving up some money, and that seems a little late. Well, like, maybe she's doing a casual wedding. We don't know. But you don't but, always I mean, need to be saving a ton, depending on what your plans are. Well, It'll be an even more casual and small wedding these days. Well, that's true. Yeah, right. It's, just, it's a way to pay back the credit cards. Well, that's true too. Yeah, but yeah, and also ten grand buys you a lot of Zoom passes, I suppose. Um, oh yeah, and but the backgrounds. <laughs> yeah, she's got <laughs> she's got the most romantic backgrounds. It's really lovely. Um, mm. I just mostly meant I thought like everybody wants their deposit a few months out at least. Yeah, yeah, they um, do. But I'm I'm glad she got something on her way out the door. Um, Let's jump into the elimination challenge. So, um, as we've talked about already a little bit, it's time for the for two hundred moms who stayed up late singing karaoke to get up at nine a.m. and eat your brunch buffet. Um, this is like we're saying, just just feels like a bullying, mean challenge. So it's not only is it an absurd number of portions you have to do two dishes of two hundred, which is a lot. Um, it starts at nine a.m., so you're prepping super early after they tried to keep you up all night with singing. But also, you don't see your pantry till you get there, and it's a sucky pantry. Yeah, the yeah. dish has got to be soigné, because these moms are used to nothing but cafeteria-line slop. <laughs> so, better make some gold out of those bricks. I, I will I say, like... this is the closest, I think, experience to being a parent, for sure. What? Uh, Tell me like, how. Oh, it, like what the chefs are going through. Like, oh, just like, not sleeping. Like, yeah, not like not yeah, like so like not sleeping, like you know, noises, like uh, inadequate supplies, uh, hmm. demanding customers, flying blind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so instead of shrugging your shoulders and saying, "Well, I guess a salad," I don't know. <laughs> Someone should make a vegetable. That's actually really on point because Melissa, who's this like awesome powerhouse of a chef, like even she is bowled over by this challenge, which is like the best parent ever can totally be rendered useless by their child. Yeah. Yeah, the real benefit is that one of the chefs got to leave afterwards. <laughs> you know, my favorite thing about you guys is you really sell me on parenting. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I never want anyone to say, you didn't warn me about this. Um, <laughs> you did. Okay, you, Alex, I'll, I'll send you some cute photos in a little bit and yeah, you'll be fine. You forget I'll, about and, it. And here's the thing. It's, just, it's like it's high investment up front. And then at some point, uh, like they, oh, actually, no, today was a good one. Caleb, Caleb, Caleb's here for a second. Caleb, can you tell people what you... What you made us this morning? I made, I made my, I made my mom. I made my mom and my dad, and me and my sister a parfait. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Ooh, a perfect buffet item, a buffet parfait. Yeah. So not a clafouti then. A uh, clafouti. Did you did you put it on all uh, steam? It's pronounced cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's gone now. That's very cute um, and lovely for you guys. Um, so, oh, before we talk about the dishes of this terrible brunch, um, we mentioned that Brooke Williams is, Williamson is back. So we did. We got our double. Yay, Brooke! Our winners from season fourteen and sixteen hanging out together. Um, yeah. And also, Brooke, see on Instagram that Brooke had a post about like being like, "Oh, my friends," and like being like super happy and perky, and then realizing that they were in a stressful competition. <laughs> no, I didn't. And, like all these photos of Brooke smiling uh, next to very stressed out Seymour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! 
This, I just felt like this could have been one thing or the other. Like either yeah. you don't get to see your pantry and your pantry is like, you know, a little decent or you have like the pantry from hell and you get to see it in advance. But having it be both things just felt like almost a little too far. I don't know. I agree. I, no, I, I know 100% it's, too far. I just had a I, hard I totally time agree. with it. Or at least, like, stock it a little bit. Like, you don't need that level of verisimilitude to be like, no, this is really what's at a summer camp. You're getting yeah. canned mandarin oranges and ground beef that was cooked three days ago, and you got to cook it again. Because, like, these kids don't pay for the overhead. <laughs> <laughs> or, or what you can do is you can, um, you have to, like, each person gets one mom who goes shopping for them. Oh, that's like, rude like, to like, the moms. That's though. exactly what the moms just, want, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah, they're hungover from bad karaoke. I'm not they saying they'll do well. Bark I mean, well, we, we know what really the moms good. want is they want booze for breakfast and to hang out with Tom. It was yeah. the Tom and, and the moms. They were so excited about him being there. Well, as he said, that's his demo. His demo. He's in the mom demo. Yeah, we. I mean, he, he's like, America's dad. He strode in, whipped off his sunglasses, and was like, "Come get me." <laughs> um yeah i well so i totally agree and i do think this uh, this this seemed especially mean as a challenge which makes it even more surprising that three chefs did incredibly well um not surprisingly gregory um who made a fruit salad so good that tom refused to discuss it and just acknowledged that it was a fruit salad that it was good um yeah okay (laughs) So here's here's my like uh, conspiracy theory. I think they all did really bad. Uh, I oh. think this was secretly a challenge where they were kind of disappointed in everyone, and that's why Tom was like, "Listen, you made a fruit salad that we didn't hate, so that's enough to put you in the top three. That's uh, such a good like, point. The f- the fact that they made brunch and didn't cook any eggs, I find unforgivable. They had oh, yeah. steak. They had wilted spinach. They had two salads. Yes. And there was not... I, I was shocked. I'm like, none of this is stuff I want for brunch. It didn't necessarily I, yeah. look like bad or good to me beyond that. I was just like trying to put myself... In a brunch mindset. Yeah. And I was like, none of this. None of this. Thank you. What I really like is yeah, teasered potatoes you, on my brunch. <laughs> and I would be so angry frozen. if someone tried to serve me like stewed mushrooms when yes. I was hungover and got up at 9 a.m. for a meal called brunch. <laughs> Yeah, I think the frozen <laughs> shrimp is the most unforgivable. I would yeah. never Ooh. in my oh, life yeah. want frozen shrimp at nine in the morning. Oh. A frozen shrimp stew? Yeah. It's With like chorizo? Chorizo and shrimp stew. I, I don't... Like a, a ham congee, shrimp stew, a romaine salad... Get, uh, Melissa, I get that you want to like do a full meal, but like we don't need a salad yeah. with brunch. I'm- <laughs> this is not – even calling it brunch is a lie. It's 9 o'clock. This is definitely breakfast, and I don't need a leafy green salad at breakfast. I can survive without it. My mom time. brunches at 9 a.m. Yeah, but 9 a.m. is definitely brunch it's for a parent, but that's okay. brunch that's at all, for sure. Also, I think that – well, that, that line, they could not have moved so quickly that everyone ate at Oh, that's very right? true. So, like, <laughs> some people got their food at 12. It's a combination of breakfast and lunch. Tweezering arugula. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Also, so goddamn carrots? Get a raw carrot off my plate at nine in the morning. <laughs> That's a commodity food. It's a commodity. It's a commodity carrot. But, and this is what this is what I was. Shade. This is what I was hanging to with Karen. Karen was at the top because she actually made she made pancakes. People go to that wanting pancakes and eggs, and it seemed like she was the only person that actually made a brunch dish. Yeah. For this brunch, so the the simple fact that it was a pancake 
was enough to put her like tippity yeah. top. <laughs> Even a bad version of brunch is better for brunch That's than a, a romaine salad. Yeah, that is such That's a good point. Oh. The butter the buttermilk biscuits. And a, and a buttermilk dressing. Oh, yeah. Um, Sounded pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. Seymour yeah. did a biscuit. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, it was, it was like a banana. Also, much to her credit, Seymour's breakfast salad was not a salad. So, good job there. It did have egg in it. Yeah, and it was the only egg that made it to the plate. Yeah, it looked like hard boiled egg. It was like hard boiled egg with avocado and maybe like tomato, cranberries, oh. cranberries, sweet, sweet potato, potato and cranberries. Which yeah, that is a lot. list was really discombobulating. I was that very upset like a, by the ugh. list of things that went it's, into that salad. That sounds yeah. like something that you make if you're on a really specific like bodybuilding meal plan. <laughs> yeah, but you want to yes. call it something fun to trick yourself into. It's like how they call those like protein things shakes. So you're like, ooh, a treat. Breakfast salad. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being so fun and quirky, but really it's a pile of foods that I, I mean, I don't dislike yeah. any of these foods, but I can't imagine the combination. This is not a shake. You just poured grainy powder in my water. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Bean I'm water. shaking it. That's what makes it fun. <laughs> It has a bit of wire in there I'm supposed to use to keep it from congealing. Fine. <laughs> we need to put those balls more places, I think. That's like next next that's next like a uh, cocktail olive. I just like put stick a little like metal ball in in, in your uh yeah. yeah. Ezra, all right of your out. ideas are really nailing it with Chris today. I, like I don't like any of it. <laughs> um, I, I love this theory, Kyle, that everybody sucked and so just like the existence of a pancake is good enough. Um Yeah. I yeah, I. This was such a weird, sad episode. Maybe they did feel bad about it. That they feel bad for such a terrible setup that they gave everybody. Oh my god! No, we're the worst guys. We forgot that Leanne did two explicitly brunch dishes, but she just did them so poorly. We all forgot them. Yeah, she blew it yeah. twice. Yeah. Well, oh, so god. the oh man, she had, she had the classic really sad judges table where you ask them about a thing that they hated optimistically, where she's yeah. like. But you like my donut, right? Oh, God. Oh. No. And did you not see that face Tom made? That donut ruined Tom's life. They well, said, also they Tom had was like, like a, well. He was rubbing his a, forehead like it was going to explode. He was so upset. You know, There was a clip in Last Chance Kitchen where they replayed that again, but they showed a little bit more. And Robin's reaction was like, let's talk about that donut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. Here's the mistake oh. that Leanne made is that she didn't when they said they didn't like it, they said like, Oh, because your kids made it. Oh. It's really tough to get that in, right? Because then it's like it's like, oh well I I guess I, oh, it was great. It was great. Thank you so much, sweetie. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Um I so the steamed the steaming of the clafuti, um, which I'm not sure I'm totally clafuti? familiar with what a clafuti is, but I do A clafuti? <laughs> clafuti. Clafuti. Yeah. Um but I'm also not familiar with an oven where there's a button that will ruin your food that badly. <laughs> yeah. So, no, steam settings, here's here's the limited amount that I know is that steam settings are used for, like, commercial ovens. There, It's an option if you're making things like croissants or if you're making things. There are certain things that when they bake, you need a steam. Right, where you actually yeah. in on... Baguettes? Yeah, hot baguettes dogs. need that steam. <laughs> yeah, or a baguette or... Um, hot dog yeah, and, oven. And like, oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, it makes sense that there would be an option. I yeah. just am not used to using a commercial oven where you're like, can I set this to cook food or to ruin it? Yeah. Well, well, there's, a if ruined, there's a lot of ahead, ruined buttons on the oven, though, right? Like, like, the yeah. portal, like if it goes more than 30 seconds, well, that's, you ruined that's it. That's very true. I yep. mean, an oven's a ruined box if you do one wrong thing. <laughs> an oven is just a ruined box. 
<laughs> Sponsored by GTG's Monogram Ruin Box. <laughs> but also, like, what was what was Brian steaming the living life? daylights out of like no. was that his commodity carrots is that what needed the steam i suspect it's like a convection setting where if you have a higher moisture content it'll retain more heat and just be a hotter cooking environment but he cooked yeah. but he cooked a soup where he put frozen shrimp in the broth and then he made a new york oh it's so funny because leanne kept saying brian did this wrong and i assumed it was malarkey um oh. No, I think she she was like, I can trust Voltaggio to share an oven with me. Oh, and Voltaggio was like, I love that. steam. Steam, steam, steam. <laughs> Commodity carrots. Goodbye. Maybe he steamed his Because like, the carrots, he had carrots and he had a potato cake. Neither of those seem like, I mean, that it'd be good steamed. What did you do, Brian? Uh, it was for the tweezers. I would never use a... A tweezer that wasn't steam clean. I, I don't want to have wrinkly tweezers. Uh, no, he his his big drama was the steam button. Uh, Malarkey's big drama was that no one saved him a spot, and they're all being mean to him. Although Except, to Malarkey's credit, he ca- he made fun of himself when he brought it up again later, and that actually I found endeared him a little. It did help. Yeah, that brought me back around. You guys, yeah. as much as there was some awful, you know, like this was a mean challenge, and maybe the producers were bullies or whatever. It seems like everybody likes each other at this point of the show, and this is one of my favorite parts. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Nice. Yeah. Everyone was like grieving Kevin and his coffee being gone. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and Brian's like, I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Who knew that chefs were so bad at making coffee? Yeah, that's, that's insane. Sad. It's so interesting. It's that hard. It I makes mean, me think I could be on Top Chef because I cook good coffee. Yeah, I, yeah. Co- I mean, co- almost you could every just good hang restaurant. out in their mansion and cook them co- and cook them coffee. Yeah, and make I would them do that in a heartbeat. I would do that. I would, yeah, for sure. I'd do so that. I would be the coffee guy for all future seasons of Top Chef. For sure, Magical Elves. If you're still listening, if you need a barista, call me up. Kyle, the coffee guy. I oh yeah, do a whole web series sponsored by GE Ruin Boxes. <laughs> <laughs> no, if no, you leave the coffee GM on, it'll definitely get worse. <laughs> the um, I miss sponge towels and sponge towels ultra. Oh, oh man, we haven't even talked about that. So speaking, uh, that reminds me that did you guys know that Top Chef Canada has a new season airing simultaneously right now? What? No. There's a new Top Chef Canada happening right now. They're like, how did I miss this? Six okay, so this in. is what we have to do next, right? Yeah, I would be totally into watching Top Chef Canada with you guys. It would be very fun. It's a little hard because when we when we talk about Top Chef Canada on the show, everyone's like, how do we watch that? It's not allowed, which is true. Well, yeah. step one: be in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 if you can't play for a giant Canadian audience, if you can't, you could try to, to you could tell your browser to tell them that you are in Canada. Wink. Wow. I mean, that's a sacred bond between uh, my <laughs> my ISP. I, I don't know if I could lie there. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's just the thing with the Canadian internet. If you tell them you're on, in Canada, the Canadian internet will come to you. you know, They're like, "Oh, great! Oh, you're here." My apologies for doubting you, sir. Please come in. <laughs> It's um, a great Canadian accent. Just, just classic. Yeah, they're all Both they're all just really English gentlemen. <laughs> um, what was I was going to say something else before that? Oh, uh, the coffee thing. Um, we have talked about this years ago on the show, but this is a, a gripe of mine that very expensive restaurants usually still make terrible coffee. And mm. we there was uh, Hugh Atchison wrote a long piece about why he makes bad coffee and he's not going to change. And it was very interesting. Oh. But his, his basic premise was Brave. like, our our wine pays the rent. Coffee makes me $100 a month. I'm not that interested in making it better. Oh, oh no. Good. He just yeah. became a slate article. <laughs> it's a hot take. 
Hugh. Hugh Edgerton is always. Wait, Hugh, Hugh has always been a slate, slate article. Yeah, he has always been a slate. Article. You're doing it wrong by Hugh Atchison. Uh, um, love you, Hugh. I, but it's good. it's frustrating to me as a person who loves coffee that like the last because it's the one frequently like one of the last flavors of the night, and so to have the yes. coffee be shitty. And also, I don't I don't think it's that hard to make your coffee better. You just have to care nope. a little bit. Um, but still, good job. Yeah, Kevin. I mean, yeah, good way to go, Kev. Way to go, Valerie's husband. Yes, Valerie is very pleased with you. I'm sure. Um, yeah, everyone seems to like each other. The other thing I was going to say about Malarkey winning me over a little tiny bit after being kind of annoying was that he did just like really trick out that station and made it great. Like he did a good job with what he had. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, just rolled the uh, commercial equipment out to uh, front of house. Basically. Yeah, so he could steam it on the go, and then he also just yeah. like he just lay- layered pans and and cutting boards in a nice way. He did a decent job with that. Like the dude can do a little bit of show. Although as soon as he started talking to people in line, I was like, oh god, this crap again. Yeah. yeah. All right. So here's a question. I a, a minor distraction. What did you guys think the vibe was with all the moms? Because like mm. I was. I, I don't know if maybe they were all just like really hung over. So they were wearing on the last morning wearing their like most casual stuff. But I was assuming that the people there would be like a little bit richer and hoity toitier. Oh. And it seemed like a lot of like salt of the earth moms. So you were upset well, you know that there what? were too many poor moms on your television. Yeah, I wasn't whoa. upset. I was surprised hey, at it. I was know. surprised at that fact. So it's I like, was surprised <laughs> that they didn't publicize what this like mom gathering was called or was like 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 who organizes it? Mom Why fest. is it two hundred moms? Like it was, what is, there was like, a there was a hoodie that had the name of it and I can't remember now. I wish it I'd was a mom's ground. group. Is that right? Like, yes. So and my I, I'm not in a mom's group that has that many moms, but I am in a mom's group and we do organize get-togethers similarly and so it could have been like their annual just moms go camping away from their kids and partners yay um and that's just a very large group and i think the casualness makes sense because it's camping and yep yeah yeah. you're not gonna put on last day camp all your your stuff is dirty yeah yeah Yeah, i wasn't bothered by their like particular like the way they were put together at all i guess i just was like if you're gonna go out of your way to have it be like on top chef like I don't know, like give some well, shine to the random assemblage of 200 moms that are that's, all yeah. best friends or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. just was like, who are these moms? Why are yeah, they here? The like, lack of context was what, what was weird to me too. Cause I was like, do they just do a casting call? Cause definitely some of them knew each other, but it didn't seem like it was this big group of like friends celebrating. And even in like, like casual wasn't things. A compelling story. I don't know. Yeah. I could yeah. talk for a whole podcast about, what a mom's group is and the whole microculture of mom's group but just trust that. that it's a thing and it seems a, it seems to normal. someone who is in that world it made sense okay okay yeah. well then how Good. about this right. why not Fact do this episode a week earlier on moms. mother's day <laughs> ah well i mean it's not look we all know that it's not mother's day and time doesn't matter so like wait that's true that's the eh? point um <laughs> Uh yeah so last so last thoughts uh on this uh Leanne eliminated um for her for blowing it twice on brunch which does hurt especially bad because she there were there's several classic tropes on this episode one was Melissa's saying like that's fine just give me last choice um and then also uh, Leanne saying this is what I do every day I'm gonna nail this those are both mm. usually bad signs yeah and Melissa saying ooh this is a green salad I hope it goes okay. Oh, I think, um, yeah, I think that that like the the 
I, I have a lot of investment in my success in this particular dish is never a good sign. Well, I also think there's something about like if you execute something every day, maybe you just don't put as much, you don't focus on it as hard. You, especially if you're tired, you like let yourself maybe phone it in a little bit. That you, you wouldn't don't check the settings. Yeah, exactly. You don't check the oven settings. Whereas if you're doing it the first time, you'd be like, I got to be very careful about this. It's like the um, most car crashes happen within five miles of your house because like those are actually familiar roads. You're not paying as close attention to like, and it's like, wow. I think more, like sunny, sunny conditions also as well. Where it's like, if you know it's dangerous and like you know you're in unfamiliar territory, that's actually you're paying. You're attention more alert. To yeah. Yeah. I think there's something okay. to that. I- there is also the other half of that stat is 90% of everyone's driving is within five miles. I always of the assumed house. it was adjusted for so, total mileage, but maybe I'm it is not. wrong. No. Um, the, I think in this case, though, I th- not only are you like maybe less super careful because you're used to doing it, but also you are using unfamiliar equipment and ingredients. And so you're like, oh, I, I'm sure I can replicate this thing that I do every day perfectly when I have control of every detail. I'll just replicate that with crappy food in this mountain hideaway at five in the morning. And that seems like you might blow it. Yeah. No, I think there's something to that for sure. Um, also, my uh, a sister of the show, my sister, um, texted me to say just how great Leanne's Breakfast Restaurant is. And it's so good. It's go there. so good. Everybody, if you're in Oahu or even near Oahu, just go to Cocoa Head Cafe. It's yeah, so good. It's really wonderful. Yeah. So uh, she's going to be fine. And she's got her money. She can afford a wedding now, which is great news for her uh, her future partner. And I'm happy that she got something. Also, I'm happy to see Robo Volka's first win of the season. Yeah. Uh, and I was wondering if they were going to do the thing they did to him in the quick fire, which is like, you made delicious food, but tweezers on a buffet, are, this is not what our challenge was. But they didn't mind. They were ha- so happy they with his elevated food. They steamed tweezers. Yeah. yeah, I thought due to that, Karen might take it, but nope. Yeah, I would have like would have been happy to see Karen winning it. Karen was very funny on this episode. I can't... Um... Oh, let's talk about... Actually, that reminds me, because Karen was also going to make eggs. Uh, or Karen didn't make eggs, because there were too many eggs. Um, yes. But when she said that, there were only two egg dishes, and out of 14 dishes on a hot breakfast buffet if three have eggs i'm not mad nope that's, true. that's I, like a super fine amount of eggs but then and then we just watched them each get one by one eliminate the egg it was a there was a, a terrible egg drought that slowly took over this buffet well what happened to all those okay. eggs that gregory abandoned i'm so sad someone must have eaten them <laughs> no one adopted those eggs <laughs> Roaming, yeah, there are boiled eggs for the crew. Yeah, all the crew. Ate, the crew just ate a, a ton of eggs, probably. It could have been like a lack of the number of eggs, too, though, right? Because if yes. Gregory prepared all those eggs and he only had enough to give everyone half an egg, mm-hmm. then even if someone else wanted to make an egg dish, like there aren't any eggs, right? That yeah, was part he of used the... 100 eggs and he got through peeling about 20 of them before he gave up, you know? Yeah, that's true. So well, he, he may have taken some. I, yeah. yeah. I, I sort of thought he didn't even, he realized he like did the math on the time and was like, I'm not going to do these because I won't have time to peel and have them. It actually seemed but, to me like he was going to do an egg for everybody until Brooke asked him. And then he realized in the moment, oh yeah, definitely half an egg. Uh, I love his thought process. Like, you know what doesn't have shells? Spinach. We'll do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and spinach is a uh, terrible substitute for an egg in almost every case. The fact that his food was still top three worthy with that substitution is incredible or again I, speaks to how bad everybody else okay. was. I don't care about eggs that much. I'm just going to, I'm going to say it. They're fine. I'm not, I, I, I appreciate them in things because they make it a lot easier to cook some things to get the texture you're used to. Um, but like, meh. all right. So here's, here's my challenge. If eggs are so bad, what is a good br- brunch that doesn't have eggs? So a hamburger. 
<laughs> so here's the thing, actually, like we have a friend. Uh, no, you don't. Who, order, if you order lunch food at brunch every time, as that's going to be tough for our friendship. No, 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 no. no so we have a friend who uh, we do like uh, monthly brunches with, and she cannot eat eggs, and so we do like a lot of hashes. Uh, there's a lot mm, of like you can still hash. get a good pa- a pancake. Yeah, like like sort of like the like the eggless hash. It, it is hard, I have to say. Like when it's our turn to cook for those brunches, I am always racking my brain. But but also like you can do. I, I felt like I've been pretty happy with my my pancake and waffle and like French toast type stuff, even without eggs. Um, like, yeah, baking like I, powder. Yeah, I've, 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 I made that happen. I have not made like oh, I miss that eggy flavor. Well, uh, I miss the ease of it, but fine. Soaked in egg. Yeah, ideally. Yeah. I whether or not you feel that way, Ezra, and I do. You don't know how much I appreciate I you being willing to take a heel turn on the show, um, <laughs> so that it's not me for a second. But the my general feeling is like you're of these two hundred moms. Most of them disagree with you, and we can agree that the cultural expectation is that a brunch buffet is going to have at least one goddamn egg dish. I, I, I yes yes, but I think there would have been a more there would have been a riot for no. Mimosas, but not a ride for no eggs. And so I just wanted, I want, I want eggs to know where they are in the hierarchy. All right. <laughs> yeah, egg. No eggs is quiet disappointment. Yes. No mimosas is uh, <laughs> burning down that whole campsite. Yes. All things at ninety nine. Um, well, uh, for Leanne leaving though, let's rank our elimination from one to sixteen hankies. I'll start out. I will just say this was a two hanky elimination for me. Um, well, actually, sorry, four, four hankies because there's a two hanky resting amount for Malarkey still being here. But two hankies for Leanne because um, she's been having kind of a rough season already. And uh, so I wasn't that shocked. But also, like, because brunch is her thing, like, I'm sad that that didn't go super well. And it seems like both of those dishes she made could be amazing. And so I was kind of bummed that they didn't rule. Um, but Yeah, the wet sugar was a disappointment. But yeah. if you... If you uh, I feel like if you just let Leanne only cook at sea level from now on, she'll do incredibly well. So that's I, I feel uh, I feel like she's gonna come out of this okay. Megan, how many hankies for you? Um, well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you didn't give me. Ooh, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't mark. ready. Um, I yeah. I, I mean, I would probably go with two as well. Um, I am. I I have no emotions. <laughs> Oh, no. ah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. True. I, I just. Uh, so you're just saying two to be to seem human. Yeah, I'm kind. I'm kind of <laughs> turning into Brian Votaggio. <laughs> what What would the human say? Uh, okay. Um, but, well, I don't know. I mean, I was really worried about Melissa going home and she yeah, didn't go home, and so that sixteen hankies built up. Yeah, that that made me feel relief. I guess prepped and ready. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn hankies. Uh, I would say, uh, this is a twist. I would say probably like five hankies, mm-hmm. but four of them were for their like eulogy for Kevin. Like somehow like <laughs> all of them being extremely choked up about Kevin leaving made me feel much sadder than Kevin's like, Kevin's got like a real like brave face thing he's doing now, which kind of oh, stresses me out. Yeah. yeah. So like seeing him in Last Chance Kitchen, he's always like, and my mind is ready and I am ready and I'm lasers now. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like all the chefs being like Kevin's our friend and we love friendship like that really got me yeah but Leanne I, I agree had been kind of like she'd just been like having a hard time and I like these kinds of challenges are not for everybody and I just felt really accepting of that and I was super relieved that this this was not Melissa's exit so yeah that's that Chris 
Uh, I'm at about nine to eleven, so I'll just say ten hankies. Um, yeah, I, I for the reasons Tanya just said, and and also, um, you know, being tremendously relieved that Melissa was not leaving. Yeah, uh, I was. Uh, Tanya could probably uh, speak to this. I was very stressed out while she was on the chopping block. And, uh, yeah, and I really like Leanne and it sucks that she went home for, for brunch, which is, you know, I guess, you know, maybe we can get a reservation at Cocoa Head Cafe next time we go, um, because of that, but you think they'll deliver to to the mainland? Oh, that'd be, take a while. Yeah. That takes some Oprah money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I really like Leanne and it sucks that two camp or camping challenges in a row in the mountains, you know, a breakfast challenge, just like everything, you know, went wrong for her. So I feel for her. Um, she's also been a part of the Top Chef like family, the way Tom mentioned it. Like the yeah, as, as much she as was anybody, the challenge producer. Yeah, she yeah. she was on. This is her fourth season. She's been a part of uh, maybe third at least, and then she was a challenge producer for several seasons. So she's like worked for them in some fashion. So she's been around a lot. So it's 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 sad yeah. to see her exit again. Um, yeah. Sarah and Kyle, Hankies. I think I'm a, a, I'm probably about a six uh, because I really do. I, I'm just going to be saying the same things you all did. I really like Leanne. I, I'm always sad to see someone have a tough day on something that they specialize in. But I was more worried about Melissa. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it felt like Leanne's time to go and, and she felt kind of like at peace with it, too. You know, there's there's no denying when you just have an off day. So I'm I'm sad at this point when anyone goes, really. Um also, she's done. Uh, you were down to like was uh, seven chefs in the double All Stars season. Like, this is a heck of a lineup to be a part yeah. of. So, yeah. going home at this point, um, it, it, unless it's malarkey, is always going to like be someone who's yeah. doing really well. And she had a really graceful, and positive exit about it. I think she kept yeah. that yeah. context in mind. Yeah, for sure. Kyle, um, so I'd say I think it was seven hankies for me. I had 14 hankies at the ready yeah. uh, in case Melissa was going, but since I had all of them, I just I I, I just went a little hanky crazy. And <laughs> I, I was guessing thi- you're going to be out of hankies from last week, and you're like, I'm never using a hanky again. We had a lot of hankies on hand before quarantining, so we haven't really <laughs> had, been at risk. <laughs> you're the reason why all the hanky shelves are empty. No, no, no. This was like weeks before. Weeks <sighs> before we were we just we, were we get hankies in bulk. Uh, sure. Uh, but the other thing that gets me, the thing that gets me is like, uh, when Leanne did that bow at the end, it was, it, it just was like, it shows how much like respect she has for like Top Chef and being there. It was just like, it's sort of like with Kevin's move of like owning up to everything. It just shows her as like the sort of like chef that owns her experience and yeah, how things, how things went down. Ezra, Sarah. Hankies. Yeah, I think I'm in line with everyone else. I deeply, deeply respect Leanne and love watching her on the show, but it felt like her time, so I give it five. All right. Yes. Yeah, I'm in a similar place. It feels like a four hanky one for me, just because. Um, uh, oh, Maya, Maya, you want to grab the microphone? It's the microphone, Maya. It feels like. Um, that basically she, she I think this was like a stretch for her and I admire that a ton where it's like she's like I'm putting myself you know kind of like back in an uncom- uncomfortable situation I know what I'm getting into and it's a tough one um I feel like she was kind of battling through a lot of it uh I, I like that she got a you know a, a win at the end I thought I liked 
I don't know. I think that the other thing that, that really did it for me was like the, the hug that she had uh, with Malarkey, I think, at the end. Like, I I liked that part of the journey, I guess. And I liked sort of like the, that they kind of like challenged each other and brought out like good things, I guess, when they're in their collaboration uh, when they did it. I don't know. Like, I, I thought, I, I don't think she has anything to feel bad about, honestly, on, on the end of it. So that, that's why it's not more Hankies. Like, good. All right. I don't so she's going to be haunted by any of it. Everybody feels an a- middle to average amount bad except Megan, who's not felt anything in several years. Megan, speaking of which. <laughs> If you guys want to see if you can make her feel anything, you can always get in touch with Megan by sending stuff into the mailbag. That's right. It's time for Megan's mailbag. You can send Megan mail by going to packyourmics.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. And you can send us an email. Mailbag at packyourmics.com. Megan, what's in your bag? I got lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Let's mm-hmm. get to some stuff. Uh, Jane wrote in on Facebook. Jane writes, it seems like Malarkey is really nailing the, quote, be second from the bottom strategy to the finale. <laughs> it is an, as a historically precedented, effective strategy. If you are second to last, you can get to the last episode. Yeah, it's true. Every day. Yeah. It does get harder towards the end to be still second from the bottom, but he's done it so well. Jane continues, I think the elimination was the right one based on the critiques, though I was really nervous for Melissa for a moment. Mm -hmm. She should have known better. I'm pretty sure she had been called out for making, quote, just a salad in season 12. Mm. I hope her veg hubris isn't getting the best of her. (laughs) She also might have been more tired than other people. Some people do better on less sleep than others. um, And I super feel for somebody who doesn't handle it well. Veg hubris, by the way, was a downfall of uh, vegetable Odysseus, I believe, also. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, vegan Odysseus. uh, Didn't even stab the the one-eyed giant because he didn't want to hurt an animal. I believe his name was uh, Potato Odysseus. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that. (laughs) My problem with black bean Odysseus is that he falls apart too easily. (laughs) Uh, Catherine speaks to some... Uh, something Sarah Sarah was talking about earlier. Um, so I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of ragging on Malarkey for flipping out about the serving space situation. Oh, interesting. And I think hmm. that's kind of a shame because I feel like this is the first episode where we've seen a couple of moments of him acting like a person instead mm-hmm. of a TV character. Mm-hmm. Yes. This, the scene right before Judge's table in particular is a very human moment. He's genuinely upset by the whole thing, like on the verge of tears upset. And as soon as he gets the apology he wants, he makes fun of himself to lighten the mood. Yeah. Who among us hasn't pulled that maneuver after we've dared to show feelings to people? Oh, daily. Yeah. <laughs> I would... Um, I, I want to actually... A lot. Yeah. Throw it up to the group. Are there any other like good tactics we have for diffusing the situation after you've been like, uh, you know, a little bit too vulnerable? Yeah. Uh, Crab walking away. (laughs) (laughs) I would do it. Yeah. You guys, I'm genuinely hurt by this situation. Moon walks out of the room. Stop talking walls up. (laughs) Tanya, what was yours? Yeah, I I don't have any advice for diffusing because I I typically detonate those situations. Uh, I I go very Kenny Powers in the first episode of Eastbound and Down where he realizes he's gone too far but won't stop yelling because that means he loses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For sure, admitting that you have done wrong sounds like a weird plan. A lot of arguments end with, I'm going to shabooms. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Without even getting that reference at all, I enjoy it tremendously. I'm assuming that's a reference and not like just like, you know, Shaboom is the name of like your man cave that you like you go to. 
Which is also pretty cool. You still be referenced. We don't have room for a man cave. (laughs) (laughs) My man nook. (laughs) Yeah. Shabooms is a blanket I put over my head and stand in a corner. (laughs) Uh, What's with the. Is that. What's with Blair Witch over there? It's like, oh, Kylie's shabooming again. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go to Shabooms someday. It's the only part that he's allowed to decorate however he wants. (laughs) I will say, actually, in, in our defense, though, it seems like we. Uh, uh, the anticipation of this letter writer was that we would rag on malarkey really hard and we were actually acknowledged those human moments were kind of nice to him today that's good yeah. everyone should be more vulnerable then like in your life if you ever saw someone i mean it's so know. helpful yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not over zoom it does not work but in general no. you should try to but be it seems more like yeah people are people are kind of kind maybe yeah i mean the thing that was the only thing about his be his like issue that i would have or his behavior about this that I took issue with was when he was like like yelling sarcastically, great meeting you guys, which is like, this is a tricky situation. You're seven competitors trying to do a thing on your own, thrown into this situation. No one had a meeting at five in the morning. Everyone's tired. Like just the this the snark didn't help. And so I'm glad that he was able to realize that that was like not helpful and change his gear. Yeah. I do get it, though, because he did, like, we did hear him, like, talking about, like, hey, you guys, are we going to have a meeting? And everyone's like, yeah, we're going to have a meeting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Totally, yeah. That would be very frustrating. But Yeah. Uh, Catherine ends, on the other hand, I just remembered that fake ghost story that had me dying <laughs> from secondhand embarrassment. So, uh, like, we're all tired. Kind of so bad. It. So I kind bad. of liked it. Ugh. I don't know, guys. I liked it. Uh, I was open I think, to liking it, but he, he didn't let me. I thought no, it was he didn't cute. Land the finish, but I I do like the. Uh, he started out strong. The idea was there. He needed to workshop the bit a little bit more. Yes, I agree with that. That's certainly true. It's not a bad premise. It was just the execution kind of lagged. Um, Sean writes on Twitter. Kevin would have killed some classed up beanie weenie for the quick fire. <laughs> oh. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, that's a that's a man who knows how to marinate something in bean juice. Yeah, guys... hot dog. None of your steak. <laughs> <laughs> I was mean to ask. Do, do people know about like uh, aquafaba? Yeah. Yes, I do. I don't. Okay. okay. What? So this is uh, if you get the bean juice, probably not on the baked beans one, but like maybe just like a like a, a can of like garbanzos. It's like unflavored. You can whip that, and that's like vegan egg white replacer. Weird. Does yeah. it? So does it? Co- when you cook, it does it. It actually expands like that. Uh, I don't know if it's a cookable thing. I think it's like you can fold it. I know you can fold it in. I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it would be like, like a baked what? <laughs> Well, if you need like egg whites and something, you know, like some types of like pancakes and things, you're supposed to do like the egg separately or you need like the egg white as like a, a, a technical term like here. A Hold on, leavener? fluffing uh-huh. agent. <laughs> are, you, are you saying that if I put uh, aqua fava in a whisk, you could make like a meringue per se? Uh, yeah, I don't kind know if it gets of. that stiff. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> It seems like this sounds seems so like gross. The internet says maybe. <laughs> if you made like a, a lemon meringue, you made a lemon pie, and then you topped it with whipped bean meringue. It doesn't taste like beans. It doesn't taste like anything really. It's just a protein. <sighs> it's the same it. concept yeah, like, as egg whites. It's a protein. Okay. The internet, vegansociety.com says yes. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> Look, as a, I mean, as a vegetarian forever, I can tell you that anytime we say something is a good replacement, we mean for us, because we can't tell anymore, because we don't remember what good food tasted like. For you, don't try it. The pictures are impressive. I don't know if they're pictures like... <laughs> I, 
except for the mayo one. The mayo one, that's not a good picture. But the other pictures... That's is there any good picture of mayo in the world ever? No. Oh. I love, I love mayonnaise, yeah. but you're right. It does not mayo. photograph well. We can't yeah. get into this mayonnaise fight again, guys. We're, We're not, having well, a good day. The, this is a separate, yeah. <laughs> a separate part if of it. If you have comments about aquafaba, please write in and find us at packyourmics.com. Oh, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Megan, feel free to filter those out. <laughs> Leave those carrots off the plate. All right. Mark is being spam. <laughs> Honestly, if you're living egg free, you have amnesty. Do what you need to do. Oh, yeah. for sure. I just, like, That's I, what I'm, I was saying. I'm yeah. going to be a terrible sounding board about it. That's all I'm going to say. That's 100% agree. Yes. All right. Um, we have a, an email from Marianne. Uh, Marianne writes, uh, no spoilers in this email, but I will comment <laughs> that the word pivot may have been used more in this single episode than it yeah. has in the entire run of Top Chef. Yeah, this whole episode is on a gimbal. People were all over the place. I can only hope that I the other yeah. current corporate buzzword optics doesn't make an <laughs> appearance in future episodes. <laughs> yeah, like, totally Susan, like half of these dishes started out as egg dishes and ended up as software as a service. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone think that maybe Malarkey's like use of like pivoting pivoting was like a reference to like the season one uh, Silicon Valley uh, episode where they, they had to pivot. It's either I, that or the friends moving the couch up the stairs. I think the last movie Brian Malarkey has heard of was Shrek. So I <laughs> the, only, the only movie millennials like Shrek. He, he also could be referring to like um, he's like been a, was trained as a basketball player and learned really early on how to stick his pivot foot. Mm-hmm. Power pivot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Triple threat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Also basketball. That's all I got. Restaurant tour. The basketball. Chef. Power forward. <laughs> it's been a while since we had basketball. Okay, like that. That those those that vocab atrophies. Uh, you know, don't don't blame me. No worry. <laughs> uh, we have an email from Meredith, keeper of the memories. Oh, Meredith. Hey, Meredith. Uh, Meredith writes, oh. I've taken off my Headley and Bennett face mask. Oh, you know I have several. <laughs> Just long enough to say hi. From this episode, I think Brian Voltaggio must not remember his original season at all. Because for this episode, he said incredulously, I don't think I've ever seen a challenge like this before. <laughs> uh, oh, no, Brian, no. In season six, yes. episode three... At Nellis Air Force Base, it was the exact oh, same yeah, conditions. Yeah, that's so true. Oh, I remember he was in the top for that Meredith. challenge. <laughs> that was that one was the only thing different about that one was that if you did bad, they were like the armed forces are <laughs> so upset. They came home from Afghanistan for this, and you made them a terrible burger. It was, it was hot. wasn't it also insanely hot too? They were in that uh, like in air a hangar. And yeah, I was like I'm melting. Oh, yeah. Uh, Meredith said it was hundreds of people, buffet line, excuse me, not knowing the ingredients before the challenge starts. And it was all um, industrial cans, like big ass cans of food and giant. It was all commodity carrots. All commodity carrots, exactly. (laughs) Such Uh, a good point, Meredith. Ryan might need to check the connections in his brain computer interface before the next episode (laughs) if he wants to make it to Italy. He did do well on that, too. I remember that. I'm wondering. What were they? All, they were not all moms, though, presumably, because I think maybe that's this is under the category of like moms, comma uh, terrible buffet line experience, and the other one was like, oh not yeah, moms, comma, he files it by he files it like, by whether or not you have a, kids a, first. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Um, also, from last week for Alex, this Uh-oh. was a very lopsided w- Restaurant Wars year, but there have been a few that have been this good before. Revolt, again, season yeah. six, was declared, quote, best Restaurant oh, Wars yeah. we've had in six seasons. Yes. Uh, that's a small denominator, only six seasons, though. And the season eight first All-Stars Bodega was also declared a crushed it victory. Yeah. I also remember Finn versus Found in Charleston being a very lopsided, clear winner in Finn, though I don't think Tom said it was the best ever. Right. But this Portland girl is always happy to see Gregory doing well. Yeah, we all are. Thanks, Meredith. Thanks, Meredith. Now put that really fashionable mask back on. Um, since we're talking about Restaurant Wars, mm-hmm. uh, J number one writes, I'm fine with Kevin not being able to get the same curry the second time. Chefs oh. should be prepared to adapt an con- inconsistent ingredient supply. Um, this seems like a more realistic problem that would be faced more often than menu font choices. <laughs> um, I guess it is weird to me if like the reason the dish was so great was that he had really good curry powder just off the shelf. And then the next time he bought crappy curry powder and the thing tasted bad. That feels like all of the work is being done by the curry powder. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it is I the food. We we talked about it last week, but also, I mean, like it seems like his recipe was calibrated for a certain curry powder. Yeah, and then, you yeah. know, and the quality of the ingredients always makes a big difference. For sure. But I guess if you had your own restaurant, you'd have like your supply suppliers, like. Well, you'd you'd more. have it set, but then you would like sometimes it would change. This happens all the time. You're like, oh, all of a sudden we can't get this supplier, or the supplier ran out. And you got to change gears. But you'd probably just take something off the menu if you had to. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything, I guess it's different if you have way more time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Or that one dish is the title of your restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) True. Um, Finally, from Carla on Twitter. If you watch episode one of season 10, you can see Stephanie Seymour get eliminated by Emerald before getting into Seattle. Mm -hmm. Did they mention it in season 11? I believe they did. I believe so. I think the the elves wouldn't wouldn't let that um, go. Uh, but it did remind me. I was thinking. Do you guys remember the? Um, it was like an early Top Chef season where they had two culinary students. Oh my god, that was like and, season two oh. or three, right? Oh, it was so sad. And they all go somewhere by boat, and then like. <laughs> was this DC? I can't remember. And then but the two, so there was one like elimination quick fire right off the bat when one culinary student went home and then the next culinary student went home like uh, in the first challenge. Isn't it incredible to think of the show having started where there was like there were confessionals where somebody would be like, I'm here to prove that culinary students do have something to offer the world of food. And then now it's like this chef only has a few restaurants. So we consider them very young. Yeah, I mean, there used to be the one once or twice there were home cooks. I definitely yep. season one had that home cook it, who I believe is the person who during the fruit cutting knife skills challenge just presented whole fruit and was like, oh, we yeah, can't make it so more beautiful, beautiful than nature. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a great one. Yeah, what it, I mean, it's it really has gone a long way in terms of respectability in the in the industry that they're no longer having home cooks. And it's like these like people like Mularky you have 27 restaurants i'm really curious what um what those two culinary students are doing now though oh, yeah, have to go true. back and, and look and see who they are and what they're up to um excellent we appreciate everybody's feedback keep sending megan mail i pack your mics.com now really quick before we go no chance kitchen tom 
challenges uh, newly eliminated Leanne and uh, laser human Valerie's husband to a three-egg cook-off. They have to cook three perfect eggs first over easy, then a perfect French omelet, and then a creative eggs benedict. Um, And Kevin wins with his crouton Benny over Leanne's Hawaiian roll with too much fish stuff. Um, Is it double sad for Leanne to lose on another... Uh, breakfast challenge or yes. are we just she so happy that Valerie's husband is doing well but like Leanne did a really good job like totally on yeah. the stu- like none of that stuff was bad like Tom had to be nitpicky with the over easy egg but they both had like beautiful yolks mm-hmm. and her omelet was the better one and she threw and out an omelet so she knew better which I yeah. also appreciated and yeah. she made a good Benedict it just Tom preferred the other one like I, I don't think this was it wasn't double sad. No, like yeah, I, I think she was a little bit like rueful about it in her her like talking head. But like, it's not like she did a bad job. You know, I would eat any of those dishes in a heartbeat. I, I feel a mega number of hankies about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean, it's hard for me to get too worked up. I'm I'm excited about the idea of uh, Valerie's husband coming back. I think in an ideal world, Malarkey gets eliminated next week and then taken out by by Valerie's husband, and then Kevin's back on the show and everything's where it should be. Uh, no, they're always saying that like you have one more and then you have a chance to get back. Yeah, he was so vague about be, it. It was weird. It's going to be one of those things where it's like whoever gets eliminated next week, traditional last chance kitchen. And then the week after that, there's going to be like a quick fire in the airport on the way to Italy. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah, he specifically he was very careful. But to say you have to get through one more chef and then you get a chance to come back on. So it could even yeah. just be like a coin toss at that point. He's not being super specific. So yeah, we don't know what he's oh, got man. left to do. An LAX quick <laughs> you have fire. One more chef, and then you have to do a handstand for a set amount of seconds that we help. We won't tell you, but if you do it longer, then you get back in. They're going to yeah. do it survivor style, and they're going to have three posts in the middle of like a, a sandbar, and you have to be balanced on the post, and the last person standing makes it back into the competition. This is very survivor. Um, yeah, well, that's possible. Uh, I'd be up for that. What Whatever it is, I just hope that we have Nini's uh, eating snacks and heckling him. So good. <laughs> Seems like a guarantee. Like, Tom, I'm your echo. And Tom couldn't even get mad because she was having such a good time. She was having so much fun. I I feel like uh, if there's a show where Nini is on a stool in the background, I would watch that show, whatever else is happening. I just want her to be... Eric, Eric did well also uh, yeah. for Stool Time. Yeah. yeah. Stool Time was very fun this week. It looked amazing as usual. Uh, Eric, wow. Thank you, Eric, for being there wearing yes. your good clothes. Uh, also, they got pretzels this time. Why yeah. did they get pretzels this time? It felt, I was delighted. I, it wasn't that, clear, like, but pretzel it, se- box. it seemed They're like, like, well, now it's pretzel time. What? I thought <laughs> maybe theory. the way Tom was saying, he was like, well, we got this, we got this. I thought maybe um, Nini had asked him for snacks and he went looking in the pantry. That's That was my oh, interpretation of that. Or like he went over to like crafty and just like got something back. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. No, this is what it is. Is Last Chance Kitchen stocked up for a variety of different bread-based options. This is what I was thinking. Yeah. Benedicts. Oh, so okay. because people oh. use english muffins they had other things like whether it's bagel pretzel whatever and so like there were soft pretzels that were just going to dry out and go bad totally so why not uh, okay that, yeah, i would that have a pretzel sense. benedict i would definitely yeah, have a pretzel, benedict. Say, pretzel yeah. benedict feels wild turns out everybody screwed up because pretzel <laughs> benedict sounds dope yeah <laughs> I, do. I love hawaiian sweet rolls but it does sound a little soft for a benedict i feel like pretzel bread has was on the rise and has plateaued and maybe gone back sorry you're right um <laughs> on the rise but it did feel like pretzel no was, hard pretzel it was having a moment and now it is no longer like i felt like it was it peaked a couple years ago and i i was into it 
And I'm sad it didn't continue. But here's on. the secret: buy up those futures because they didn't stop being tasty. They're so good. <laughs> I like this a, is a real life uh, hack though. Uh, if you see a parent in the wild and you ask them for a snack, they'll probably give you something. Well, I don't want a small hard pretzel. I mean, like adding pretzel bread to. No, I'm just other saying things. you never know what you're gonna get, but you'll probably get some food. So like, but if that you, feels if you're, rude. Yeah, that just feel really weird. But I'm it's into like, it. Like, hey, hey, person who's already taxed to the max, as I've been heartily warned. Why don't you give me some of the food that you would usually use? to appease your child there's extra i'm an independent adult with spending money (laughs) i will say though having hung out with my sister uh who has two kids she always has more snacks available and offers them to me than any other adult i've been with and i enjoy that yeah like i like that you just you're used to having a bag full of snacks to carry everywhere just just see yeah try it out If, if you're curious see what happens you'll probably get something I man, as you seem like of all the people you might be willing to do this, I would never try it. But I would love to be in a public place and you to go up to a mom and be like, "Do you have any like pretzels or Cheerios or something?" Goldfish, goldfish. (laughs) (laughs) Megan loves the fishes; they're so delicious. I'm hungry. Then you probably will get something. The only way you can make Megan feel anything is you give her goldfish crackers. I will eat them all. All right. Does anybody have? That's the end of uh, um, No Chance Kitchen. Kevin will cook again. Does anybody have any uh, bold predictions as we go off into the unknown or anything you noticed from the upcoming, the teaser for next episode that you want to talk about? Uh, we've passed the Overton window. Malarkey is making the finals. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, I'm pretty stressed out about next week, only because the edit managed to make the entire challenge seem deeply humorless. Which, yes. And I, like, I doubt that their guests are actually like that, but every cut was just like, I found a piece of crab shell, and I'm deeply offended on behalf of all of Japan. I was like, oh, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. What is this? Kaiseki is like a very specific meal progression, and like yeah, if these chefs so are not familiar with Japanese food, not familiar with a lot of that stuff, it's going to be hard, except I think that uh, Gregory will do very well. Well, and also, also, this is, um, as my uh, sister of the show also pointed out, in, uh, the Tokyo Olympics are yet another unfortunate promotional misstep. Yeah. I was just about to say, I predict I'm going to be sad that we're, we don't have Olympics. Yeah, if somebody yeah. if somebody wins a chance to go to the opening ceremony of the Olympics, they can hang out and, uh, I guess, like, watch I Trolls on Tour with Malarkey. I know there's a lot of things to talk about with the Olympics being sketchy. I do enjoy watching them because I guess I just have a small, smooth yeah. brain. No, I like <laughs> the, the Olympics, yeah. too. They're just yeah. not ever going to happen again. Sad. You, you know sad the Olympics you can fun. still have, though, is Sonic and Mario at the Olympics. <laughs> That still exists. I've heard that as a fun time. It's not bad. There's a lot of mini games. I don't know. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, so my prediction is that the winner of next week gets a copy of Sonic and Mario at the Olympics. Oh. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. But on what I get system? stressed by jamming an entire culture into an episode. So yeah. I'm just hoping that this goes better than I'm expecting it to. Yeah. Unless it's Italy, and then it's going to be fun. <laughs> Well, that's what? okay. Yeah. yeah, that one's fun oh. for me. Well, that's that's fun. Let's rank them. Go. More countries. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- this is. I was stressed out about next week too. I'd forgotten about that. Thanks for reminding me. Now I'm gonna dread this all week. You could choose not to. No, I you could choose to not feel. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I thought it was, it's a choice. I thought it's a wrap. Yeah, we gotta get out. <laughs> I'm gonna go hang out with my emotionally distant wife. You guys, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back talking about uh, that stressful episode next week. Hopefully, it is not as mean as it seemed in the preview. Send us your feedback as always. And Chris, pack your mics and stay home. Please be safe. Ah! Um, thanks for being here, Chris and Tanya. 
You bet. Yeah. Um, Sarah, new Sarah and Kyle. Good hanging out with you guys. And uh, and uh, Sarah and Ez and Gravity Falls. I hope you guys survive your baked bean brain bleed. Enjoy your parfaits. Enjoy your parfaits. Don't cook anything in your ruin box. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye. 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 Sponge towels. Bye.